From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the, the Forum, Forum for the, the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Having headphone issues. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Bleed Blue Show, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud, NHL Moves. I hope the guys can hear me, man. Uh, BleedBlueShow.com is our website. Audio archive episodes could be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, let's jump right into it, man, because we were on our bye week. Uh, in the off season, we're on an every other week basis. And, of course, last week with all the free agency moves. And even a couple of guys still on the side, we could probably talk about it. Uh, we always do an inside approach because we like to cover our own team first and pretty much get around the league as as much as possible with all the other moves. So, what else are we gonna do, man? Let's see if they can hear me, man, because I think I'm having technical difficulties, man. Um, uh, let's bring on Glenn. Glenn, I always hope all is well. We haven't heard from you in a while, and that's pretty much my bad. Well, you know, we've been. That's another thing. The, the, even though the show we've been kind of on an eight o'clock basis in the all season, we're gonna try to stick to eight o'clock. That's a nice sweet spot on the hour. There might be times we might go to nine o'clock, but uh, but glad to have you back, man. How you doing, sir? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you fine, Steve. Uh, I mean, that okay. was partially my fault too for not checking the schedule. So uh, I'll be better at that now. You taught me a lesson. Um, good evening to everybody. It's ninety-one degrees at my house at eight eight o'clock at night. The Major League Baseball All-Star Game is about to begin, and we are talking NHL hockey. What's better than that? I, dude, I don't even have an interest in an All-Star Game. I don't. Are you an All-Star Game guy? Like, doesn't matter. NHL, MLB. I'm not. Like, <laughs> I, I, I used to be uh, the MLB yeah. one when I was a kid. Um, you know, maybe into my teens. Um, but not so much anymore. I mean, I, I got it on because there's nothing else on, but uh, I'm not really into it. NFL, not at all. I don't even watch it. Uh, NHL, uh, I actually have more interest in the skill stuff than I do in the game itself. But now nah, I, I used to be a, a much bigger all-star game fan than I am now. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Like, it's just lost its lore. Like, the baseball one to me was probably the best because it was the most competitive one. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you, Glenn. I just, I'm just not. I, it's a great way to just catch up on sleep, do shows, watch shows. So I'm glad we've had the same sentiment because I always kind of wondered, man. Because I always see people on social media, oh yeah, the All Star game. And I'm like, y'all still watch that shit? But yeah, hold your thoughts because we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get the nice discussion yep. now. Bring on Scott, of course, from the Face Off Hockey Podcast, Mr. Ice, uh, Mr. Ice Blander on uh, on the Twitter. Now, sir, you already know we gotta talk a lot of things, not just the hockey, sir. But you have got to give, uh, you know, an update on your your trip if you choose to do so. I mean, you look, you're you're like, um, how can I explain it? If there ever was uh, like the Travel <laughs> Channel on the sports level, it's you. <laughs> Like that, you yeah. you need your own TV show, man. You need your own yep. TV show. Um, welcome back, Scott. How you doing, man? And, and by the way, fantastic episode with you and and Patrick on the uh, after the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. I loved it, man. The, the recap on after the, after Colorado winning. Heard it. it was fantastic. Listen, how you doing, man? Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. <clears throat> yeah, good to be back. Um, anyone who doesn't know what Steve is referencing, my latest trip. I was in Key West all last week, and uh, let me tell you, as hot as it is here, I mean, you know, off the southern tip of Florida, of course, it's hotter. But I've never seen or been to anywhere where I'm 99% positive it actually gets hotter at night after the sun goes down. I mean, it's just always hot there. <clears throat> But a, uh, a fun time nonetheless. A lot of good bars, a lot of great, great restaurants. Uh, did some scuba diving. Um, it was an old Navy ship, uh, 522-foot Navy ship, 140 feet down, about seven miles, uh, seven-mile boat ride out there. Did some diving there. It was absolutely spectacular views. Had a 10-foot shark in my face. Uh, luckily, it was a nurse shark, the uh, not-pick-your-leg type of shark. Uh, 
knowing that and being able to identify it does not make for any better bowel control when you have one like that right up in your face. But uh, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. And um, yeah, and as far as the All Star game goes, yeah, I, I've never been into uh, into the baseball All Star game. I used to be into the home run derby way back in the day, and I'm talking like Griffey, McGuire, Bonds, Sosa, you know, like the good Roy's era of, uh, of home run derby. Um, I'm just doesn't really do anything for me these days. And as far as the NHL All Star game goes, um, I was into it until they started messing around with the format. You know, they tried. Uh, you know, once they got away from the East-West, they started the, the remember the North America versus the World thing, and then they did like mm-hmm. like combinations. They just tried all different combinations, like like, and I just lost interest. Like East-West, like that's you know what's the problem? So uh, you know, I kind of lost interest in that as well. So yeah, I'm not really an all-star guy <clears throat> across the board these days. All right, now yeah, feel free uh, to. Uh... Interject your wonderful trip now. Any rest? That's Glenn's old stopping grounds too. Now I've only been to Key West once. Yep. That's Glenn's. That's Glenn's place back in the heyday. So you may want to, you know, anything. There's updates. You may Glenn may want to chime in. He might go back out there and and get it popping. Uh, I gotta oh, say this, Scott, I, and you were absolutely right. I don't think I even told you. You are dead on the money as usual when it comes to the TV shows and the movies. <laughs> You're right. Top Gun was off the fucking hook, man. <laughs> you were dead right. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, right? I, I, I couldn't think of a movie. Well, see, I don't go to the movies a lot anyway, but before that, I, I just can't think of a movie because I don't go to the movies a lot anyway. So, But you were right. It was <laughs> worth every penny. I stand in ovation and everything, man. Glenn, I don't know if you saw Maverick, but it was better than the original. The original was good. We could definitely talk about it towards the end of the show. If you guys want to chime in on your thoughts when we discuss these free agents and these signings, so I'll let Glenn go ahead and far away with the big signing with Trocek. I mean, I think obviously Ranger fans got to be thrilled, even if it's a seven-year deal. Uh, Glenn, uh, we definitely upgraded at center, lost some pieces. You know, a couple of guys went to the Ducks, Vetrano uh, and and uh, uh, who else went to the Ducks? Uh, oh, oh, Ryan Strong, of course. Yeah, Ryan Strong. So, Glenn, your thoughts on the moves with our team? We'll we'll start with our team first, and we'll go around we'll, after we go around. We'll, we'll we'll get around the NHL who upgraded, who downgraded, so on and so forth. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really happy with Vinny Trocheck. I mean, I, I think he's an upgrade over what either Cop or Strom had been, and you know, I, I I'm a Strom fan, but uh, no, I mean Vinny Vinny Trocheck. Even going back to, you know, his uh, Florida days, uh, I always liked him. He plays with a tenacity. Uh, he's a good face-off guy. He's fast. Uh, he can kill penalties and be on a power play. I think he's going to go great uh, as a second center with uh, Artemi Panarin. Uh, I was uh, hoping, you know, I mean, early on before uh, free agency uh, began, uh, the Rangers were acquiring half of the league. So, you know, you kind of, we talked a little bit about that, Steve, how my head was spinning. You got to kind of sift through a lot of that and pick, you know, who you want and who you don't want. And, um, you know, since uh, they would not be able to get Kadri, uh, I wanted Trocek second. And uh, I think that was a great move for uh, for the team. Um, you know, I think uh, getting Yarrow Halak and uh, uh, Domingue, who, you know, we made a lot of fun of during the uh, Pittsburgh series, but he did keep them in it. Uh, gave up a couple of spotty goals, but he did keep them in it. So, I mean, I think uh, Drury did a good job of, uh, uh, you know, uh, fortifying the backups to uh, Igor. Um, the one thing I, I find interesting, and maybe we can talk about this, is that, uh, that Moss has not signed anywhere yet. And I'm kind of wondering if, uh, Drury might have uh, kind of made a promise to him to, hey, look, we're going to sign you. We just got to make a little more room, hang in there. I would love to see them keep Tyler Mott as well. Um, as far as the other guys, Braun, you know, Cop, uh, you know, it's okay. You know, we, we got them. They helped us uh, uh, in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, as far as what we gave up for them, a lot of people are outraged about what we gave up for Cop and everything else. Hey, that's. That's business in the NHL, and you can always recoup those draft picks through other moves. But uh, as far as Trocheck, I, I, 
I can't wait to see him in a Ranger uniform and uh, and what he can do on a line with, uh, I guess it's going to be Kako if they sign him, which I think they will, and Panarin. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I think it was a great move. And, wh- and what about the trade with Gorky? Uh, before we go to Scott, uh, as far as uh, you mentioned uh, acquiring the back of Willie Domingue, but also the trade with our own the other back of Gorky. We, that was something we talked about pretty much all regular season, build up his yeah. trade value. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I guess it tells you what my thoughts are that I forgot all about them. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I, you know, good for him. I mean, he's going to a very good team. I am sure that he is going to do very well there because they're a puck possession team. Uh, they're a decent defensive team. I'm sure he's going to do very well there. And there's going to be a lot of Ranger fans that were saying, what were we thinking, getting rid of him and this, and look how great he is. I knew it. But where was he going to play? Uh, he wasn't happy, uh, you know, backing up Igor. He thought he should be a uh, – starting goaltender. I mean, he's a decent goaltender, but, you know, but he's, he's not bad. Um, he had some great games for us. He, he did a great job uh, a couple of years ago when Henrik was out. So, I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about him, but, I mean, he, he wound up dropping himself, or Drury did, uh, in what better situation could he be in in the NHL going to the Stanley Cup champs? And, uh, you know, Drury, I thought, did a heck of a job uh, recouping something for him uh, before yeah. he became a free agent and he left for nothing. So, uh, you know, kudos to Drury. Uh, good luck to Georgiev. I think it's something that's going to work out for all parties involved. So I'm happy for everybody. Yeah, you're right because Kemper went to Washington. So they, Colorado, right. whatever their goaltender situation as the defending champs, uh, whether he's going to be competing for a starter spot out there, they believe, like Scott has been saying, uh, you don't need the Patrick Ross, you don't need the Martin Brodeurs, you don't need these Mike Richter guys, these all-world goalies. No. You get somebody who get you maybe hot, and they probably could find something with him, especially as loaded as that particular team is. So that's a good move for Colorado. Uh, Scott, what yeah, are your thoughts, and, man? And I thought, oh, let ahead, me just throw in, Steve, I thought Francis was their goalie of the future. So I was kind of surprised that they even made that move. I mean, I thought Colorado would kind of, you know, go for a veteran backup again since Francis is young. But all I had been hearing that Francis was the uh, uh, the goalie of the future for them. So I guess I don't know if they're going to do a tandem or they changed their mind or what. But, you know, they, they gave Georgiev a, a good salary. So, I mean, I, I guess he's going to stick there. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, we definitely keep the tabs on that. Shout-outs to Glenn. Uh as a matter of fact, Glenn, do you have a question for uh, for Scott, man? Uh, you want to you know ask him anything hockey related? These transactions and get a dialogue. Yeah, well, well, I mean, I guess the biggest question really is, what do you think about Johnny Goudreau? Uh, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know if that's leading us into something that we'll get to later, Steve. But I mean, to me, the three biggest uh, things to talk about. Uh, are the improvements that Ottawa has made, that Detroit has yep. made, and Johnny Gaudreau. I mean, those are the those are the three biggest ones to me. So my impression, um, you know, coming what back from there? he left there, yeah, I mean, how did he wind up there? It, it sounded like, from what I read, I saw an interview that he said he was working out a deal with the Devils. And then all of a sudden, Colorado called at like the, the 11th hour, or I'm sorry, Columbus, and uh, he decided to go there. So what do you guys know about that? I don't know shit. I well, was just talking out. <laughs> well, what, what do I think about it? Um, let's see. Johnny Gaudreau turned down 10.2 from New Jersey to take $500,000 a year less to not go on the Devils. Uh, so what do I think about that? Johnny Gaudreau is my new favorite player in the league. Well, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, more importantly, <laughs> more importantly, I happen to have a Johnny Gaudreau Flames jersey. And while I I was worried that I was going to have to burn it if he if he became a devil, so the fact that he's now on Columbus, like it's a beautiful jersey. I love those Flames jerseys, so I don't have to get rid of the Flames jersey anymore. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 great. Uh, you know, I don't know if that puts Columbus in a Stanley Cup contender category, but obviously he's not going anywhere for quite some time. Uh, so that's a huge step in the right direction for them. Um, and I want to leave it up with Before you go on, well, let me ask you, what, why, what, what was Calgary thinking? 
Like, was there a br- bridge yeah. burst there or something? Like, I, I know they kind of had a little window, but what's up with that, Scott? Well, Cal- Calgary's got a very, very cheap owner, uh, an awful, awful owner. I mean, we, you know, we, 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 we talk about James Dolan like he's the devil, but, you know, at least James Dolan will let us spend the salary cap every single year. You know, we got to be thankful for that. Um, you know, and he'll get it back in the ticket prices, of course, and the price of everything in there. But at least he'll let us, you know, because not every owner does that. You know, you've got some owners that are, you know, have to find a way to get up to the to the floor of the of the salary cap yeah. every year. Mm-hmm. So, um, but no, the, the, the Flames owner, I forgot his name, really, really awful guy. I got a friend in Calgary. They hate the guy, you know, um, they just trying to get them in like a uh, new arena. I mean, I mean, this is an oil guy, you know, Alberta's, you know, rich with oil. You know, this is an oil guy, multi, multi billionaire, and will not put a dollar of his own money into a new arena. This is also the guy. Do you remember um, the latest lockout? I guess twenty thirteen or whatever that was. Remember when it was it was dragging on? It was dragging on, and every owner except for four. Uh, said, let's just wrap it up, you know, the players called our bluff, let's just end it, get the season started. And there were four owners that were holdouts, absolutely not. And believe it or not, James Dolan was not one of them. But the Calgary guy, I think, I think Boston was one of the others, and I don't remember the other two, but the Calgary owner was pretty much leading the charge there and, uh, you know, had a, had a leash around Beckman's neck. And that's why the, uh, the lockout dragged out a lot longer than it should have because of him and three, three others. So... I completely understand how, you know, they didn't even put out an offer that was anywhere near, uh, you know, competing with the other teams. Um, and I just read that uh, Kachuk as well uh, is probably on his way out. So Calgary's wow. pretty much done. Yeah. Yeah, something happened with arbitration. They couldn't agree. I, don't, I didn't read the details, but uh, something happened with Kachuk today to the point where he's probably not going to get resigned either. So uh, yeah, Calgary's got uh, you know, Calgary's got a much much owner, worse owner than we got. <laughs> At least our uh, owner will open the checkbook for us. Um, but wow. uh, yeah, so uh, that sucks because so, you know they were close. You know they were definitely a contender this year, and they just it just imploded in this off season. Well, I I had read so, that the didn't file for arbitration, which kind of led me to believe that he might you know be out the door, but. I thought they were leaving that open, that they were going to try to uh, negotiate something with him. And actually, I thought with Goudreau and Kachuk that maybe it was a choice between one or the other. Because, you know, I'll go back to uh, Chicago, uh, going back to when they won their first cup. And I don't remember the chronological order uh, of when they won their cups and when they signed Kane and Taves to those uh, twin $10 million a year contracts. But, I mean, I remember seeing that and saying – all right, they're winning their cups right now, but they're going to pay for that down the road. And look what's happened to Chicago mm-hmm. since they won their last cup. Uh, you know, they they have two albatrosses over their head with those two contracts, and they haven't been able to build a team around them. Um, you know, I mean, the problem for everybody is that with COVID, we had the uh, the slowdown of the increase in uh, in the salary cap. So teams that signed a lot of people, not going back to them, but I'll, I'll use Panarin as an example, um, you know, the Rangers signed him, figuring that the, the salary cap was just going to keep going up and up and up. And now uh, that's why they have such a, a salary cap issue, because it hasn't. And, uh, and I was wondering what would happen if, if Goudreau and Kachuk both signed $10 million contracts, $9 million contracts. What was going to happen to Calgary? Would they get, did they have the revenue to build a team around them? So uh, that's really uh, – Really an interesting story about what's going on up there, especially after the year they had, too. I mean, a lot of, a lot of us uh, thought they were going to the finals out of the West, and uh, they failed miserably, and uh, now they're kind of stuck holding the bag. So uh, we'll see what happens with them. Very interesting what's going on out there. Yeah, yeah right. that's a shame because their their window – is apparent. I mean, you know, they still got a decent core to the point where I mean, you know, Gaudreau is a superstar like that. Is 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 you don't just replace that, but uh, you know, I, I don't know if the window is completely shut. Maybe they can put it back together. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of a shame. Uh, you know, and even even worse so is that they're going to watch uh, they're going to watch the uh, the Oilers take uh, the maybe the next step, and that's gonna you know that's that's like watching uh, that that's like us. You know, 2014, 2015, uh, you know, passing the torch to the Islanders. That's, you know, it's the same thing for them out there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. but, um, you know, well, as far, that, as, far that, as our team goes, 
No, finish up. What do you got, Clint? No, I was just going to say that Calgary-Edmonton rivalry is as big a one as there is in the NHL. Uh, you yeah, know, between yeah, yeah, really Edmonton is, you know. the fans. So, yeah, with Cal- if Calgary loses Kachuk, too, and they're on the way down and Edmonton's on the way up, at least they made an improvement in goal, which was their soft spot. Um, yeah, that's not going to be taken well by the Calgary fans. Mm-hmm. No, no, definitely not. Uh, and you'd think the owner would have a little pride in, in the province there uh, to not let that happen. But, uh, no, they're they're not happy with the owner. They haven't been, they haven't been for, for quite some time. But, um, yeah, so so as far as our team's concerned, I mean, first of all, my hat's off to Gurdjieff. Um, you know, we were brutal on him all season. And rightfully so. The guy had, what was it, like a 4.15 or, or something along those lines, GAA, for two-thirds of the season. And then he basically wrote his own resume. You know, don't forget, um, you know, we, we were worried that, you know, Gallant was going to be afraid to play him because we needed to, to get a few wins down the stretch. We were still competing for the play, uh, for, for the um, uh, for, for the division title. And uh, Georgiev finished this season on a seven-game win streak. He went 7-0 and in his last seven, including that absolute gem of a, what, 112 save shot out in Carolina, whatever that was, uh, you know, and you know, he basically wrote his own resume in the last two thirds, in the last third of the season, and now he is going to be the starting goalie on a uh, Stanley Cup contending, not, not only Stanley, uh, not only Stanley, Stanley Cup defending team, but a Colorado team that is every bit the Stanley Cup favorite again next year, and now he's going to be the starter there. So, uh, you know, this is he 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 wrote his own ticket in the last third of the season. So good for him. He 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 served us well. Um, you know, the the the, the few years before. Um, you know, before this season, you know, great years for us. Uh, you know, uh, you know, as the backup filling in. Um. You know, had a terrible first two thirds, but, but but put it together and, and wrote his own resume. So good for him. Um, and uh, you know, unless they meet us in the finals, I wish him all the luck. Um, and as for our team, um, I think Drury did a good job. Um, you know, we were we were probably a mid-level playoff team before the uh, before the trading deadline. I know, yes, we were still within range of Carolina, but I think those trading de- uh, those, those deadline moves put us over the top. And and yes, they were all rentals. Um, and, you know, we knew we weren't going to be able to sign all those. And, and, and Drury did well because he didn't really give away anything. He didn't give away any any pieces, you know, just, just some, some draft picks. And, uh, and and in the offseason, he got pretty much, with the exception of the first rounder uh, that that cop turned out to be, uh, he pretty much got them all back, um, you know, in, in deals. So he didn't, you know, the, the rentals didn't really cost us anything. So it, it was then up to, to Drury to maintain, you know, we went, we were a Stanley Cup contender, uh, you know, by the time the playoffs started, obviously, fell just short of the finals. So it's now up to Drury to maintain and, and keep that going. And I think he did. Obviously, it goes without saying, or it's already been said, major, major league upgrade at, at, uh, at, at the two center there in, in Trocek. Um, you know, I, we would have liked to have re-signed Cop and Vitrano, but I mean, you know, these guys, yes, they were they 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 came in and were instantly top six guys, but you know, they're not superstars, so that means they're replaceable. And um, you know, don't forget, and I think uh, Lafreniere will probably make the top six. I think he's uh, earned that spot. You know, assuming he doesn't tank training camp, I think he's finally arrived. And um, you know, as well as possibly Kako and Heedle, or at least one of the two. Uh, you know, those guys really cut their teeth in the playoffs. So, you know, there's right there are your replacements for uh, for for uh, for Cop and Petrano. Um, You know, Sam. You know, don't we did the whole thing as far as the grit goes. You know, we did the whole thing without Sammy Blaze, so we'll have him back. Um, you know, I love our fourth line. And um, just in, in the two guys we got rid of, we got significantly better. Obviously, Strong being replaced. Uh, Nemeth, you know, kind of thinks that uh, <laughs> we had to give up a pair of a pair of second rounders to get him. And, well, I don't know what's more important. Is $2.5 million or him personally off the roster? But either way, it had to be done because nobody was going to pick him up unless we threw that in. So it had to be done. But, again, those were draft picks that we just got right back anyway. So, 
Um, you know, we freed up 2.5 and got an absolutely atrocious detrimental to the team defenseman off the team. Uh, that will be replaced probably by Zach Jones, maybe Lundquist. Uh, I know people were not impressed with Lundquist so far, but what is he, 18? You know, so, uh, you know, we got, we got, we had, and, and there's more potential studs. This kid Ottman is an absolute stud, you know, in the minors, you know, you know, you hope, hopefully that will translate. We don't know, but he might very well make the team. And then there's your, you know, your kid line replacement. So, um, you know, I think Drury made a, uh, did, a, did a great job of maintaining and, and, and keeping us at that Stanley Cup contending level. Hopefully, you know, if we, you know, there will be obviously it's a. I think talent wise, I think we we, we maintained, um, but you know, there's going to be some different guys, a little, little bit different chemistry there. So, um, I you never know uh, until they actually start playing. But I don't see any reason with the off season we had that we can't uh, maintain, you know, contender status and uh, you know try and take the next step. And you just and yeah, we were talking about Kadri. Obviously, we can't afford him. You know, there's a couple big names still on the board now. <laughs> Remember I said this earlier in the season. I'm going to say it again. What if, and just hear me out, what if, maybe for that third line, what if you can get a 30, what is he, 36, 37? What if you can get a Phil Kessel for $1.5 million? You know, he's not a top six guy anymore, but we don't need a top six guy anymore. You put a guy like that, you know, and, and I don't know if he would be that cheap, because maybe there's, you know, a team with more money to spend, maybe like the Devils, you know, who all of a sudden have $10.2 million a year to, to, to spend. Uh, you know, maybe they could throw three, four, five at them. Um, you know, who knows? But if we could get a guy – well, you never know, because, you know, a guy like that, you know, he's made his money. He's, he's won his Stanley Cups. Uh, you know, whatever contract he does sign – will probably be his last, so maybe he wants to be a contender more so than a couple million dollars. Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, maybe – so I guess there's my question. Uh, Glenn, I'll throw this one back at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you take a Phil Kessel for – let's – because what do we got? I think we got, we got about, what, two and a half – we got, we got a couple – I know we're going to have to sign Taco, obviously, and there's going to be two. So let's just say if we do have 1.5 to spend, would you – would you sign a Phil Castle for 1.5? I'm glad you asked that question. Um, <laughs> to me, to me, this team is kind of built on speed, and Kessel's kind of slow. At this point, I think he's more of a uh, power play specialist. Um, but where are we going to put him on a power play? Are we going to put him on a second power play to play 30 seconds? Um, so I don't know if that would be the best move, Scott. I mean, I... I I, I hear what you're saying, you know, I definitely do. But, I mean, I'm wondering if he would slow down that third line. Um, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see what Drury does. I think I think the Rangers have about $4.8 million in cap space left. Figure, you know, close to half of that is going to wind up going to Kako. So, you know, maybe they got a couple of million. They have to think about, uh, you know, I was reading about how the, uh, the salary cap and everything works, that, you know, it, it, the – the salary cap that you have kind of increases as the season goes on. I don't know what the whole formula is, but I think Drury is going to want to uh, save a little money under the cap if there's injuries, if there's, uh, you know, guys that don't work out and they got to send them down. Um, you know, there's, there's still the uh, Patrick Kane thing out there that, hey, yep. if they could pick Patrick Kane up at the deadline, wouldn't you rather do that than have Phil Kessel? Um, yeah, so, that I was, mean, okay, you know what, yeah, because I wanted to ask about that. All right, Steve, I'm going to throw this one to you. Um, yep. Now, you know, we need some deadline. Now, if we're if we're similar spot to where we were last year, which is, you know, a decent-looking contender, but maybe we need something to put it over the top, we know Patrick Kane's on his way out. I mean, he's miserable there, absolutely miserable. His entire team, he was miserable when they got rid of Flurry last year, and now – you know, the, the two big young guns that we're supposed to build around are also gone. So yeah, he wants gone. out, and Chicago gone. said it's probably going to be a deadline thing. So let's just assume he's absolutely on the block. We're in a similar spot to where we were last year. I, th- I think we should hopefully be higher than a mid-level contender. But, you know, what if – what if um, – now, obviously, that's going to cost us something. So 
Uh, okay, so let's just say between Zach Jones and Lundquist, let's just say they're both decent enough to make mm-hmm. the team. It's going to cost us one of those. Take your pick. One of those guys, Kako, and some kind of pick. Uh, do you do and, and assuming that Chicago will retain enough of that salary that we can fit him in, you know, monetarily wise, do you make that deal at the deadline? Um, you know, with us zeroing in on the playoffs. Yes, if it's if we looking at the big picture, Stanley Cup, I think it's worth the gamble because I think this team is at a point where they're on the cusp of winning it all. I, I hell, I thought this past season, I've been saying it half, for half the season. It's just the puck didn't bounce our way, but it had it bounced the other way. It could have been us in the finals. I think we would still still lost to Colorado. But as far as value with Lundquist and Jones and then Kako, you could build up his value on that you know, on that second line and get somebody who's ready to win, like a veteran. That's a perfect veteran. Stanley Cup winner, put him right on the wing. I, I definitely would do it. Especially you haven't won since 94. It's almost, you know, 30 years. Go for it. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and that's the have to remember too. The mentality. Go back to '94. I'm glad you mentioned that, Steve. Yep. Um, we we, we traded Tony Monty. Tony Monty. We scored <laughs> yep. about about 700 points after we traded him for <laughs> Noonan and Mateau. But how to make that trade? We traded Doug Waite for Tikkanen. I mean, they went for it. They went for it. And they got the cut. Right, but everybody was happy. But don't and nobody worried. But about don't forget the Monty got. You know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to so, say, but but don't forget the Rangers didn't acquire firepower. They traded away firepower for grit because they knew right. Neil Smith knew they didn't have the grit to win. So this is this is is a little different because they would be acquiring more firepower. I mean, Patrick Kane does not add grit. He add, you know it's basically like you know another Panarin there. He, he adds more yeah. firepower, so we have the great. I'm, we I'm have just referencing. I'm just referencing the mentality of trading youth mm-hmm. for veterans that you need to win a cup. Um, oh, okay. That's enough. what I'm talking about. I, I understand it's different, but just the mentality of don't be afraid to trade youth if you're going for it. Right. Um, okay. Normally, I, yeah. So normally, I, I wouldn't say to do that, but geez, I mean, if you got to trade Lundqvist or Zach Jones or something like that. But there's Matthew Robinson, Robertson, who's still a young guy who, who's on the cusp of making the team. If you got to trade Kako, there's Offman, there's Cully, there's other guys that can replace him. So, right. I mean, my mentality would be if we're in that position come next uh, March, I would absolutely do it too. No doubt about yep. it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this team is built to, to go for it now. You got guys, Kreider. Uh, Zvanajad, Panarin, who are, you know, 30-ish. Um, you know, you don't want to wait three or four years. You, you need to get it now. Yeah. And, uh, yep. and, you know, I, I would I would absolutely make a trade along those lines, uh, and, and I would like to see Drury uh, kind of save enough in salary. Again, I don't know how the formula works, but you can't acquire Kane now, but you might be able to acquire him in May with how the salary cap changes as the season goes on. I guess you kind of, uh, you know, uh, get more cap space allocated the more you leave or as you get to, you know, a smaller percentage of the season, how much that salary counts. So I would much rather see Drury kind of sit still right now and, uh, and let, let a couple of young guys come in and, and, and get them some experience and look to, look to really uh, take a shot at the deadline. Without a doubt, yeah, totally agree. You know, you know what makes that uh, proposal a little more difficult because let's just assume that Lafreniere is off the table. I mean, he's arrived. We know he's going to be, yep. you know, what we're hoping to be. Let's just assume he's not on the table. Um, but and and like I've said with Kako, he's only twenty-one. I'm not putting him in the bus category, but I was hoping he would be, you know, for that number two pick. Um, you know, Jack Hughes has arrived to what he was supposed to be. Kako has not. Again, he's only twenty-one. Not calling him a bus, but. He, I, I, I just don't see him. He might, he, might, he might score 40 goals next year. I don't know. But I, I, as of right now, I just don't see him fulfilling the potential that we were hoping of your Hughes and, and your Lafreniere's. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I don't want him traded, but I'm okay with it. But Heedle has arrived. So what if, uh, what if, what if Heedle is the asking price? Uh, are we still in favor of this at the deadline? 
Hold on. Before I go to Hito, let me answer that question real quick because I, I want to agree with you on Kako. Let's give him uh, another shot as far as on the top six with a better center. We all agree. Trocek is an upgrade over uh, Ryan Strong. So I think that that kind of has to play into the fact because you're going to have all eyes on Panarin. You know, Trocek is a grinder. It's a good two-way hockey. He's going to he's going to win faceoffs. He's going to set up guys like Panarin and, and Kako. So that's I, I think he's going to have a better year by default. I just don't see how it could get any worse. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, we don't have that quality second line center to really feed off of. Sometimes it could, de- and not, not to make excuses, because at the end of the day, you have to make your own, you have to do your own skating, you have to, you know, play your own lanes and stuff that's in, of that sort. But I, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. I think Kako will have a better season with better with better play and an, and another and another year with a, like the most of this core back. Uh, what was you say? You said Hedl? Uh Well, that's a T. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm looking at it like, okay, who? I'm, this this question is for both of you. Who is he playing with? Because it's not probably – Goodrow probably going to probably gonna be on the fourth line, right? Mm-hmm. Tyler Krasoff is back. Yeah. What are you thinking as far as, you know, he's a total X. Right? I have no idea what to expect out of him. And you, you guys mentioned it, coming off the ACL injury, Sammy Blay. How does this affect Philip Hedl? Up or down? Does it go – does he uh, regress? Does he progress? Well, what are you both thoughts on that? Because I'm glad you brought up Hito, because I think this all this is the domino effect I'm seeing or thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I my, mean, my I, opinion I, is. Go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, well, my opinion is because uh, yeah, like we was talking about, the kids' line are, are not kids anymore, and they're ready to crack the top six, like all three of them are supposed to be. But the question is, how much room do you have? So my, I believe, Lafreniere is the first one to get moved up there. Um which means, you know, at least one, if not mm-hmm. two of them are going to play on the third line. And, and yeah, we, there, now there's a Kravtsov wild card. Because we saw a little bit what he could do. And the kid's got potential. I mean, he's like a Panarin Jr. I mean, the kid's got all sorts of skills and potential. Um, but we just kind of forgot about him in, in terms of figuring him into the lineup. And now since they finally re-signed him and, you know, hopefully he got in his head through some kind of interpreter that this is your absolute last shot at the NHL. Uh, hopefully, you know, he'll behave. But I was just thinking of him as, 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 as trade bait. I haven't even been, you know, I, I just completely forgot about him and, and wasn't <laughs> even considering him as part of the lineup. I was just thinking he's tradable, um, you know, and since he's, you know, once, once he played eight games uh, in, in the three years he's been here, like, I'm okay with that. But, yeah, like I said this last year, I want nothing more than for this kid to work out because we've seen what he can do in, you know, just a few games, and, and I, I love his his potential. So, and, and if he makes the team, where do you put him? Because uh, he's not a fourth liner. Um, you know, I think he would probably he would probably be third sure. line and just you know the replacement for the for the kids line. Uh, you know, with we, we, we one if not two or, uh, of those kids getting bumped up to top six. So so he's now on the third line. Yes, um, if he works out, um, you know he he's going to have to go to the AHL. I hope he realizes that. I know with the deal they signed. Um, I think uh, I think RP uh, clarified it uh, a couple weeks ago, whenever that was. Um, it, you know, because at first when I saw the deal, I said, you know, like, well, why would they sign him to something where they can't send him down? No, they can't send him down. Yes. So he's got. We got to make sure that he doesn't take off again. <laughs> Hopefully, he realizes he has to because he's going to have to go to go there. You know, even Igor played in the AHL for a little while just to adjust to the game a little bit to to, to the North American style. He's going to have to start there. That, you know, and if he starts ripping it up, you know, for the first 20 games, then, yeah, we will see him on the Rangers if they don't, you know, make some kind of blockbuster deal before that for him. Uh, so, yeah, I would say he's, uh, you know, third line uh, if and when he makes the team. Um, I, I got to put Lafreniere in the top six. So now we're looking at uh, – and. and yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, Kako, you know, of course, you know, the, the more ice time the guys get, the more the more opportunities he's going to get, uh, you know, to, to, you know, to put up numbers. And, you know, we definitely want to give Kako a shot in the top six as well. But, you know, now, we, now we're talking about eight, nine guys in the top six. So, you know, either way, so the good news is either way, our third line is going to be, you know, just as good as his kid line was uh, in the playoffs. So I think, you know, and, and yeah, you know, maybe this kid often makes the team, um, which now when I'm starting to, you know, mention all these names now, 
maybe a trade is inevitable. Uh, you know, for 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 not doesn't have to be a cane, but you know, somebody of that caliber because we do have a lot of of tradable youth uh, that hasn't really you know th- that hasn't made their mark. You know, just Kako crafts off. Maybe I mean I would like to see Abin you know get a shot, but maybe he's tradable. I mean, it's just you know typical Rangers uh, you know way of the Rangers that will trade him before he ever sees the Garden Ice, and all of a sudden he's a ninety point guy for wherever he goes. Uh, that's just the Rangers way. But um, you know, we 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 do we, we have a surplus of youth now, uh, which is a great thing to have. It's a great problem to have. Um, they don't make anything. Uh, they don't make any money against the cap. So, uh, you know, this is a good thing. And Drury's got a a lot of options. He's got a lot of options. And I think we need to see how this team plays with what we have, how this team plays. Um, You know, training camp is going to be very, very cutthroat. It's going to be cutthroat because, you know, you got got Zach, you got Jones and Lundquist fighting for one spot. Um, You know, they both want to make the team. And and there's more. There's other, you know, stud defensive prospects that I'm just, you know, not thinking of right now. So there's probably like three guys competing for one spot, um, which, again, is a good problem to have. Um, Yes, it is. You know, (laughs) with the wingers, you know, with the wingers of the guys that are already up here and and, and the youth that are trying to make this team. um, You know, Ottman is just putting up ridiculous numbers, um, you know, in, in the minors. So, you know, who knows if we have room for everybody. I don't know how this is going to work. Uh, you know, training camp should be very, very interesting to watch. I'm going to watch. I, know I never watch preseason hockey, ever. You know, I'll watch the, a little bit of the first game just because it's nice to put my feet up and say, ah, hockey's back. But that's pretty much it. I don't really watch it because I don't want to, like, watch it and say, like, wow, this guy's really, really good, and then all of a sudden he's cut. You know, that's why, <laughs> that's why I don't like watching preseason hockey. Um but it's, I'm going to give it a little look this year because just of all the guys that are battling to make the team. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be very, very interesting. You know, it's going to be like those, uh, those first couple NFL preseason games with the dudes that are just laying people out full speed, knowing they're taking, you know, uh, personal foul penalties just because they want to say, well, you know, let themselves be known to try and make the team. You know, a little, little different scenario in hockey, of course, but – uh, it should be very, very interesting to watch these, uh, you know, these, these kids fight, you know, six or seven kids fighting for two spots, maybe three spots. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to watch come September. Hey, Glenn, what, what are your thoughts on that, on, the situa- on that situation? Well, I, if you guys remember back in October, I said, we got too many guys. And it's a great problem to have. And now here we are with another season coming on, and we got too many guys. Again, which is great. Um, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself because, you know, there could be trades, like Scott said, uh, guys moved. Um, but as, as, as I look at the players that we've got right now, I think for sure Lafreniere is going to have to make that switch to right wing. We've been saying that. He, he, he's, he's stuck behind Panarin and Kreider. Um, Kreider's not going to move to be a right wing. I don't think Panarin is either. So, uh, you know, we got to get him in the, in the top six. So I think Lafreniere's up there. Um, obviously, I think you guys agree it is essential to find out what uh, Kako is this year. And I think if you put him on the line with Panarin and Trocek, if he doesn't show improvement that we're looking for, then, you know, it might be time to, to look to move him. Um, but, you know, what better chance would he have playing with those two guys? And what, one thing he did toward the end of the year was he showed – uh, especially in the offensive zone, I think that, you know, he could go in, dig the puck, hold the puck, puck possession and everything. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, if he can do that with Trocek, the way he plays, that'll open up a bit more space for Panarin too. So I think that could be a real dynamic line. Um, but, I, I mean, I think we have to put him in a spot to succeed. Right now mm-hmm. I'm seeing the third line. Right now I'm seeing the third line as, as Heedle, uh Maybe not at the beginning of the season, but eventually, if it works out, crafts off on the right wing, and either Blaze or uh, Coley on the on the left wing. So we got a new kid line, and uh, I, I think that uh, you know if crafts off and and Heedle wind up playing on one line, they're going to need some grit on that line, and Coley or Sammy Blaze can can provide that. So. Uh, you know, I'd be worried about that line being a little too soft with Heedle and Kravtsov, so they're going to need something there. So that's kind of how I see it. And then, you know, we got a bunch of guys that can play 
uh, on the fourth line. They brought in Carpenter. I don't know a lot about him, but uh, I've read that he's been pretty good on faceoffs too. You got Reeves. Um, you know, there's different guys that they can mix and match. Pretty much a squat with Calgary, huh? It's like yeah, Calgary took Rudy yeah, but, and yeah, we took yeah, Rudy went to Calgary and Carpenter here, yeah. Um, you know, so uh, I mean, I think they're pretty well set. I, I don't think they'll move Osman. I think not. Osman is from everything I've read, as close to an untouchable as a kid coming from uh, the juniors could be. Um, But I'm not sure that he's going to make the team this year because his situation is uh, if he makes the team, I think it's that 10-game rule, he's got to stay. So they're going to have a decision to make as far as do they want to go have him dominate again in uh, juniors, get his – because he can't go to the AHL as far as I understand. So uh, if they want to let him dominate in juniors again, gain more confidence, then look to him next year and see where we are, that's fine. Um, you know, going back to Kako, like Scott said, hey, you know, he could do a turnaround and maybe he scores 40 goals this year um, if he can stay healthy, uh, which has been a problem for him. But, hey, if Kako is scoring 35, 40 goals, then we don't need to go out and get Patrick Kane. So, you know, that might solve that problem right there. Um so, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot that can happen. It's hard uh, in the middle of July to uh, kind of figure out how the lineup is going to shake out. Uh, but I think that's looking at who we've got on the roster right now. I think that's the best way for it to shake out. And we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't put a past Rory to have some trade up his sleeve. Uh, like we said, Kraftsoff, Lundqvist, you know, there's not a lot of salary to move, unfortunately, so it's not opening up a lot of salary cap space, so I don't know what he can do with that. But, um, you know, maybe he does go out and get a, two guys, which would probably add up to about the what Kessel would get, and uh, and try that out. So there, there's so many working parts right now. Uh, I mean, I'm, I can't wait to get to my computer every day to see, you know, what's, <laughs> what's going on. Uh, because, you know, between us and, and the rest of the league, with the goalie carousel going on in the rest of the league and, and free agents and trades and who's going, who's not. Uh, seriously, I, I, I can't wait to get up in the morning and, and see what went on uh, overnight, you know. So it's been fun. But, I mean, that's where I think we're, we are right now, and we'll just see what else uh, Drury has up his sleeve before we get to uh, training camp. Right. Now, we mentioned a couple of teams go around for final thoughts. Uh, Ottawa with some good pickups, obviously. Uh, I think you said it too, Glenn. I agree. Detroit, uh, there's nice, nice filling pieces, nice signings. Uh, cherry out from the, uh-huh. the Panthers, and of course, uh, Cop. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm really shocked at what happened with Calgary. And I'm just, Scott, thank you for putting that on because I didn't really. They sell that place out. I couldn't believe that owner is cheap, as, as you're saying, man. Like that's a disaster. You like you didn't even trade and didn't get nothing back from you. You let two of your pieces go to Columbus. So that he, if that was Rangers Town, like rightfully so, up in arms and burned down the franchise, man. Let's go around for final thoughts. <laughs> uh, uh, Scott, we can start with you if you like. Uh, final thoughts, um, anything else? Uh, there's a couple – I mean, I think we're done for now. I mean, there's other free agents out there. I think Klingberg is still available. I think we got Zid Mintz and Kadri. He's still available. Uh, yep. I think, like – uh, what's his name? Um, from Carolina, still available too. Need a rider, but I think the Rangers are all set. But as far as rest of the league, final thoughts, free agents. Who who did you like the signings that you saw that you like? Uh, anything else? If you want to bring up the NHL draft as well, uh, final thoughts. Um, well, the, the oh, I'm glad you brought that up because the, the only thing I wanted to mention about the draft was um, you know, about Drury trading away these picks because um, w- which didn't bother me. But again, he got most of them back except for the you know the two second rounders to get named off. Um, but it wasn't a deep draft, and and you know how you could tell that because the the one guy, the guy that everybody thought was going to go number one, went number four. So what does that tell you about how deep the draft is? Um, so you know we had our second, third. So in this in this kind of draft. You know, you never know what round, any round, you know, your next stud can come out of. So I saw the guys we drafted. They seemed to be decent. I, I don't know much about the draft. I knew, like, the big boy names, and I knew that Shane Wright going forth was, was, was a huge deal. Uh, he's not happy about it, and, you know, I don't know if that's going to be, you know, he, he's made some really un, you know, young hockey player type comments, uh, very unhumble type comments about going forth. And Wait, going you want to see what 
Well, I mean, well, if he went number one, he wouldn't win to Montreal or number two. I mean, he's just upset that he went fourth. You know, you, you see that a oh, lot. Oh, you I see that Yeah. But, you know, the, the guy that everybody thought was going to go one, two at absolute lowest went number four, and he had some very not nice things to say about it. So here's a guy that's playing with a chip on his shoulder at age uh, 18 or however old he is. So uh, is he going to be that kind of feisty player? Now he's got a big, uh, a big target on his back as far as not only just, you know, the, the big, the, the big veterans who are going to welcome him to the league in style. Um, but now he's got to live up to that hype. He, he kind of dug a hole for himself. Uh, so, yeah, so it wasn't really a deep draft. So I'm, I'm okay with Drury trading away some of those picks, um, you know, for, for, um, you know, for the rentals and whatnot. And, and we may, like we talked about, we might very well be seeing that again, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> come February or March or whatever the, the deadline is. So, um, yeah, um, I guess we pretty much covered uh, all that we need to cover. I guess I'll use my final thoughts uh, for some TV. You know what I started watching uh, the other night? I started watching, rewatching from the beginning, from season one, uh, Deadliest Catch and American Chopper. Um, you know, the... Um, I'm sure you guys know those shows, the, the crab fishing yeah. show and the, uh, obviously the, you know, the bikes, which were both great, great shows back in the day for a while until they, you know, started engineering drama and they became more about the drama. Obviously the, the, the father and the son uh, on American chopper became the, you know, the big thing. Well, basically when they went from discovery channel to, to TLC and they started scripting, you know, family nonsense uh, and it'd be, you know, but, but for, you know, a good six, seven, eight years, both of those shows, when they were just about the, you know, the fishing and about the crab fishing out there, because, you know, that's just brutal, brutal, brutal life out there. Uh, and when it was about the bikes, uh, you know, they're just the amazing bikes that they built. Uh, those are great shows. So, you know, these are, you know, season one of both of these shows was like 15 years ago. Uh, so I, you know, I just restarted watching both of those shows, you know, while we're kind of on hiatus here, you know, Better Call Saul picked up and it's got the last five episodes, uh, ever, uh, you know, that they're in the middle of, uh, not a hall of fame show. Breaking Bad was Better Call Saul. Good. Not great. Um, so, you know, we're kind of, of course, House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones spinoff starts next month, but so I'm kind of, right. you know, hiatus here. So I figured I'd, uh. Kill some time with both are those you, shows and brought back are, some good are you memories. Caught up with the boys? Are you caught up with the boys? Oh, I'm caught up with the boys. Oh, oh, oh boy. Woo. I mean, that that's, I've never seen a show that in three seasons, ten episodes per season or eight, however long it is, just every episode is better than the previous one. Just yeah, constantly. Like, there's that's... never been a backward step in that show. <laughs> Even Game of Thrones didn't have that. <laughs> yeah, 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 incredible, uh, incredible finale. I can't wait to see where they go next year. If um uh the the it, it has gotten better. I mean it, I mean it's not that it was bad. It was it's always good. It's consistent got better. Like they, they the way they spend it, they kind of made it more of like today in a sense as far as uh how everything looks socially now. I liked it, man. I liked it a lot. And like you said, yeah. Top Gun was fantastic. Dude. Uh, you nailed it, of course. Um. <laughs> Man. I love. Um, I, you know what my favorite my favorite thing about that movie? I love that the intro was exactly the same exactly. as the original. The music, uh, you know, the the the, the pre music music, then then Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone, the same scene on the carrier. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They just replaced the F-14s with F-18s. I mean, it was just I like when I saw that intro, I'm like, this is going to be badass. <laughs> yeah. It's bananas. Shout out to Scott. Oh yeah, you guys got an episode uh, this week. What's up? Were you in? A, um, yeah, we did one. Which one did you say you watched? Did you watch? Um, we we well we we didn't do one yet this week. We sometimes we usually roll Mondays. No, we did we did last week where we talked about uh just did a free agency wrap up. I don't know if that was the one you were referencing because I don't think that was our Stanley Cup Finals ra- uh, wrap no, up. No, so we, I didn't uh, hear that. One. We did, uh, so, so we did one last week. Um, you know, a uh, free agent, uh, free agency, uh, for, yeah, I actually did one on location in Key West. Um, we did one, um, oh. I was relatively sober. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was about five o'clock <laughs> on, 
on Wednesday or Thursday, and uh, Patrick messaged me uh, in the morning, and because we talked about it, I said, I can't promise anything because I'm in Key West, I'm doing stuff, I'm drinking a lot, so I can't promise anything, <laughs> and then he messaged me in the morning, and he said, how you looking? I'm like, yeah, man, I just went diving, um, I'm just, I'm going to come back, take a nap, I'm, I should be sober by 5 o'clock, <laughs> you want to, so we did it, so I hooked up, uh, we, we did the show on, on location, and um, yeah, so that's last week's show, so that should be on there too. Right, I'm going to catch up on that. I was kind of behind, man. So shout out to Scott, man, and on the, on the Face Off Hockey Podcast on YouTube, Mr. Ice uh, Blander on the Twitter. Well, shout out to Scott, man. Glenn, your final thoughts, man. And uh, Did you have a team that you thought uh, in free agency did a very good job? Uh, we haven't not mentioned and anything else, blue shirts or NHL related, and we'll wrap up. Well, first of all, and I've said this before, I don't know how you two guys have all this time to watch TV shows and movies and everything. I mean, Scott is like deep sea diving in Key West. Scott, yeah. <laughs> Steve, you're uh, doing Glenn, like a- that's an easy answer for me. Easy answer for me. I work from home, yeah. single, no kid. Well, I mean, I got a girlfriend, but work from home, not married, no kids. There's your answer. All right, there you go. Okay, <laughs> all right. I mean, and Steve, and Steve, you're doing like podcasts every night. I'm seeing your at your updates. You're at this airport. Well, you're at that airport. Well, we're, we're, actually, we're actually well this, well this summer this summer every other night because at one point because basketball was in session, the hockey was in session. So it was like every night, it seemed. But now, you know, it's just the baseball. And then, um, uh, you know, hockey and the basketball is an off-season. So now we're on every other night and every other week. So even after we record tonight, I got a couple of shows I could knock out before I go to sleep. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll be starting football now, too, because training camp is opening. So you'll be starting your Giants. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure, yeah, we, yeah we got the uh, Thursday <laughs> with Chris, man. We're going to talk a little bit of Big Blue. We're going to talk some Raiders. We're going to talk some Falcons. So, yeah, we've been trying to get around the league and get our opinions on what we're seeing. But, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's all fun, man. Just trying to get some just trying to get some credit and give you a plug for your football podcast. Salute. Um, Salute. Man, you uh, come on, man. Come on. You both guys could come on. Hey, I would. You don't have to come on with man. I could. I could. Come on. Um, well, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that with you. I'm going to have to get, you know, read up on what's going on with the Giants here, and I'll do that with you because I'm as big a Giant fan as I am a Ranger fan. Um, cool. Just like you know, as, as, as far as hockey, I'm guessing we're probably going to be, uh, you know, talking about this for a couple of weeks, the moves and everything around the league. So the only thing I want to say about uh, that is I really thought that there was a good chance Goudreau was going to sign with the Flyers uh, since he's from South Jersey. Um, you know, I heard Islander rumors, I heard Devil rumors, but I was kind of surprised that the Flyers never seemed to even be involved in, in trying to get him. So that's the one thing I'll say about uh, hockey. But I do want to take my last minute here, or 45 seconds, um, to uh, talk about Key West, since uh, it won't be relevant in two weeks, and Scott was just there. Uh, but um, I've been down there, as you know, a, a number of times. There was one trip I went with my brother and four of his friends, which were friends of mine, too, so I knew them. We were all – I mean, this was about around 83, so I was, like, in my mid-20s. And uh, that trip down there was one story after another for a week, and it started with our flight getting canceled at Newark Airport. That's, that's how early yeah. it started. What else and it, was just one story, <laughs> it was just one story after another until we got dropped off at home after the trip was over. But I'll, I'll tell you two, I'll tell you two that, that uh, could be for public uh, consumption. Uh, one was, I don't know if this is a record, but we got thrown out of three bars in one day, including one twice. We got, we got thrown out of Sloppy Joe's twice in one day, once in the afternoon, once at night, and we also got uh, thrown out of a strip club. Not that we were especially rowdy or anything. I know, and I was down there around this time. It was July, and it was so hot. And uh, I don't know if this was going on when Scott was down there, but uh, every year Sloppy Joe's has an Ernest Hemingway lookalike contest, and it's around this time. So we were there for that, and uh, I guess we were a little uh, rambunctious for our candidate. So, uh, and we also, I will say, broke into a chant of Let's Go Rangers during the contest. Um, but anyway, we got thrown out of there in the <laughs> afternoon. We got thrown out of there at night. I don't remember what the circumstance of that was. Nothing, anything bad. It wasn't fights or anything, but it was just they had enough of us. And uh, the other one is I'll tell you is we talked to somebody down there and said, what made you move down here? Like, what was, you know, what were you thinking when you decided to move down here? He said, I came down here 
loved it so much. I got out of my lease and had all my stuff shipped down and never went home. And that's like the best endorsement I could have, Key West, and I totally believe it. And you, Scott, probably can too. This guy just went down there and never went home. He just stayed there. So <laughs> anyway, that that's, Key West is one of my favorite places. That trip was one of my favorite trips. Um, besides all the, the, the uh, action going on in the NHL, the other thing I look forward to every morning was seeing an email that said, Scott Blander has posted another message on Facebook. And I actually went to look at those first before I looked at what was going on in the NHL. So, Scott, I lived vicariously for you <laughs> last week, it was, and it was great. I, I enjoyed your vacation very much. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, that's great. I'm glad that you've been there repeatedly so you know what I'm talking about down there. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Scott. That was dope, man. Of course, it was dope. Shout out to Scott. Shout out to Glenn. We'll be back in two weeks and have the great RP with us. Uh, talk more blue shirts and around the NHL here on the Rain Podcast with Ranger Proud. All right, so I'm going to also, ladies and gentlemen, we blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.